Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we have Rusty Kellum. Rusty is a pitching coach at Bishop Snyder High School in Jacksonville, Florida. One of the questions I always got after inventing the spinner arm care tool was how do I use this? So I came up with the foundations of throwing online course. This is just a one hour mini course uh, outlining not only how you can implement the spinner or how we use the spinner on our training floor, but how you can develop a full arm care throwing program uh, to get the most out of the players on your team, the players in your gym. Uh, this is just your get started guide uh, with throwing programs and arm care. Go check out that course on my website, chadlongworthonline.com. I'll put the link in the description. If you like the podcast, then you're going to love LPD+. Members of the community get instant access to all of the latest episodes before they release to the public. You can join LPD Plus today. Memberships include a monthly, a yearly, or a lifetime subscription. All come with a free trial. I'll put the link in the show notes below. and Be sure to use the discount code PODCAST to get 10% off all memberships. Are you there, dude? There we go. Now I can hear you. Yes, sir. Mine was just opening up. Look at that hat. Is that not fantastic. a thing of beauty? That is fantastic. <laughs> Word all morning. The, I just got done working with our guys. Is that the throw gas hat? That's the throw gas hat. You know it is. Yes, sir. You're not a hit bombs guy. <laughs> we try to avoid bombs, but, you know, we got you two guys. You want them to hit them on coach. your side. We got two guys on our coaching staff, so we got to coach everything. So I do have For to sure. do that sometimes. For sure. Against yeah. your will. It is. It's not in my nature. <laughs> How's Caleb? He's doing good. He, uh, boy, he looked good working out this morning. He's putting on some, uh, putting on some weight and, uh, yeah. trying to get up to that optimum body weight. So he's trying to eat about, um, I think about 3,800 calories a day. And, awesome. uh, yeah, he's like three chicken parm sandwiches the other day. And, uh, anyway, he's, he's trying to do it and we, we work out at 7 a.m. and then throw at 8, uh, four days you a week. You got to in so, Florida. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got yeah, to. No, and we got a cold front right now. It's only about 88 and raining. So it yeah. was a really nice morning. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was nice this morning. I remember this was before my sister got to Florida, but when Urban Meyer was at Florida, they would have summer practices like 5 in the morning under the lights. Yeah. Just so they could practice. Yep. It's – um. I mean, right now it's yellow flies and mosquitoes and Ooh. those things that are common to everybody. But man, we live in the middle of a swamp, so you yeah. I mean, For it's sure. just normal, normal life. For sure. Okay. I guess we could introduce yourself. We're going to post this on the back end of the website. I actually may release these as podcasts later. I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do with these. We did roundtables during COVID. Did you see any of them? I did watch. I did watch some of them. Yes, sir. I wanted to do. I wanted to talk to some high school coaches, though, and you were like the first guy. So, introduce yourself real quick and tell everybody where you're from and and where you coach. Yeah, I am. I'm Rusty Kellum. I am at Bishop Snyder High School in Jacksonville, Florida. I serve as our our pitching coach um, with the baseball team. Zach Osbeck is our head coach. I work here at the school. I got a lot of hats. Dean of students, director of transportation. Uh, basically whatever the boss tells me to do, I say, yes, sir. And go do it. Um, but down here in Jacksonville, Florida, this is, I, I thought about this the other day. I'm starting my 30th year of high school coaching. Um, Unbelievable. I, yeah. I, and it's not that I look young. I started when I was 20. So I went and yeah. pitched for a couple of years in Juco ball and then immediately jumped back into coaching at my alma mater, spent 16 years there. And now this is my 14th year out here at Snyder. Nice. This would have been my my 15th year coaching I've been in it 15 years I've been on I was in high school baseball for five years and then I've been on this side for 10 the people that read my own story um the reason I wanted to talk to high school coaches is because I'm a pro high school baseball guy like, I like high school baseball like I think high school baseball is like the truest form of baseball that there is it's in college you can recruit players next year even in travel ball now they're recruiting players and trying out but when yeah. but in high school baseball you got what you got you know you might get an occasional transfer here and there but you got what you got That's right. and and i i think that i think that 
in today's landscape, and this is this is my own thoughts, and you can you can certainly disagree. It's it's for sure, but but I think one of the places that that high school coaches fall short today is a couple things. Number one, I think you have to make a real effort in today's world. You have to make a real effort to showcase your guys using the tools of the internet that are free, and then two, um, you have to take on more of a role of player development more than ever uh, because I think they're going to, for number one, they're going to go other places for showcases and they're going to spend a lot of money and they're just going to gripe and complain that you didn't do anything for them. And B, they're going to like come to people like me for player development, you know, and I'm always jealous of the role of the high school coach because like if you, if you call practice, most of the guys are going to be there. Everything that I do in that world is, is is optional. And so what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the role of, of a high school coach? Because you're wearing a lot of hats. Like you said, you're wearing a ton of hats. Yeah. And high school coaches, and here's here's another bucket of things that, that you really need to do. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I am um... – this may sound odd because we, we probably first interacted on social media, but I am, my wife would tell you, I am the least social, much less social media person uh, in the world. We had, um, it's, it, it's become obvious to me over the years that it, it especially Twitter, that that's what I use. Uh, right. It's just what I'm comfortable with probably because of who I am and my age and that kind of thing. I get, they tell me all the dynamics of that, but um, I, I, I love getting out on Twitter and talking about our guys. Um, and, and I had a, a, a father who made that evident to us, um, a few years back, his son's a big time ball player, uh, plays division one baseball now may get paid to play the game, you know, shortly. Um, but it, it was, Hey, we need to be doing things for our guys. And so it was sort of a role that I took on first, um, I first got into an account that was Bishop Snyder baseball and, and ran that. And now the, the school wants to control, which I completely understand and agree with. They want to control everything that says Bishop Snyder athletics. So it has a right. common thread to comment. I mean, that, that's at, as it should be. So now I use more my, my personal account um, is, is what I use. And that that's what I have, but I'm able to use that this past week. Um, you know, I put something out about one of our pitchers, um, who, whose dad sent me some video and an update of how he was doing up in Georgia. Kid threw a no-hitter, phenomenal pitcher, freshman arm, led the state of Florida in strikeouts for freshmen last year. Um, so I was just able to put that out there. Um, uh, I think it was Friday. I might have put it out there about Aiden. And uh, this weekend I talked to uh, two different Division One coaches, called my cell phone and talked to me. So right. I've, I've developed a lot of relationships with guys. Um, being able to being able to talk to them about people right. that I'm involved with, both at our high school and I'm involved with five star baseball on a certain level. So sure. uh, a lot of those guys I'm able to to talk to them about. But as far as as I guess marketing is the right word that I want to use there as, yeah. far as, as marketing our guys. Um, you know, I saw something where recently a, a, a guy on on Twitter said, hey, I'm, I'm tired of people promoting themselves right. kind of deal. Right. I saw that, um, man. I. I Number one, in my heart of hearts, I, I agree with him, and I don't want to have nothing to do with it. But in my mind, right. that, you can't do it that way. That's just you that, have to that, do that, it. That, yeah. right. That's exactly right. Have to so do it. It's yeah. not a bragging thing. It's it's, but it's man, it's a great resource yeah. and a great tool. So from the social media side, um, I'm I'm very involved with it. Um, a, a company gave me a hat last week. Sent it with our head coach and said, "Hey, give it." Don't keep this yourself. Give it to Rusty because I know he'll put it on Twitter and right. things like that. People are people recognize the the value and the use of it. Um, so you know, and I, you said you said too, and this is a point I make this point too. When when you post whatever, or if it gets posted by some showcase company, the coaches are always going to call the high school coach. Yep. Always, oh, right. they don't call yeah. me. They don't yep. call me. We had one of our guys that I, that's trained in our place for – he's going to be a rising freshman. Um, went to Virginia Tech to a camp up here. Rising freshman, 99-1 exit velocity. They didn't call me after the camp. 
they called his high school coach after, or what's going to be his high school coach after wow. camp. They didn't call me. So they're always gonna they're always gonna call the high school coach. And yeah, as well they should. You know, the high school coach knows knows the character of the player, knows how he interacts, and and the way that we do things in our places. We have those. We, we don't do individual one on one anything. Like everything's in a group. So I get to see the interaction. Yeah. Around other players, like I get to see, you know, is this guy a leader? Is this guy an alpha or girl? And like, are they are you oh, know, yeah. do they drive players to become better? So I get to see some of that character in what we do. Yeah. But they're always going to call their high school coach, and so the yeah. role of the high school coach again. I I just love high school baseball because. Yeah. Your your role in, in their in their journey is is so high, and I don't think I don't think a lot of high school coaches take that role as seriously as they should. They, they don't. Uh, they just complain about it. They just complain. Well, they're going to go to this yeah. team, or they're going to go to that facility, and it's like, man, you you hold the card. They're only doing that because maybe you're not fulfilling that need well enough for them. You're you're absolutely right, and it's one of the things that I I came to. Um, very early on in my, in my coaching career. And it's probably something that I started saying with the little league teams, like as my sons were getting older, um, that I started saying to those parents, uh, but it was something that I learned through high school sports. And it's this, most coaches make it very easy to beat them. As coaches, you know, we'll, we'll blame you because you're the facility guy. Right. And, you know, all you do is sit on a bucket and say, Hey, that looks great. You'd be hitting right. the line up. Um, yeah, and, and, and we want to. But that's very that. true. That I mean, that's very true in, in some ways. Like I you get know. it. Like I got and, it. And when I when we when I find a good guy that our guys are working with, man, I'm on board with him because I I want to learn. Um, that that's like the that's like the excitement for me. It's like putting a puzzle together and working with every individual guy. Uh, had right. one guy I was working with this morning that um, at, we worked on a little bit of scap loading stuff. Sure. Um, with, uh, with, with a um, you know new apparatus that we got from a company, and uh, he he said to me, he said, Coach, I've never felt what you just did, you know, which was just kind of helping him set that scap. He was a big twisting, turning guy, right. never really setting anything, and all you're doing is pulling your head. And this is why we throw thirty percent strikes. And so, uh, right. but, you know, kind, right. so I'm kind of on a high right now because I had a kid tell me, Hey, that felt. I, I know what you're talking about there. I can feel it. Um, and I, and I know from having worked with you, you know, personally with, with my son, how good, like, like you are at that, even remotely, like you've never, you know, uh, you've worked with Kale one time when you came down here to Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I may try. not even remember that he was in the room with you, but I can tell you, you know, what's going on. You can look at the data and the feedback on your end. And you wound up telling me things last summer that, made sense to what my eyes were already showing me, you know? Right. So I'm, I'm an old coach, obviously. And so I coach with my eyes, but man, I'm not a dummy. If, if somebody can help me, um, you know, figure out the other side of it, what, what I find is that those two things wind up paralleling, you know, that, 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 that what I'm seeing and you're explaining to me why I'm seeing it and probably Marty Smith down at the college For of Central sure. Florida is who, is who taught me that, you know, telling me, Hey, he hires all those young guys at the big league clubs yep. come and pluck from him because he's bringing in those minds so he can learn. He's older than I am. Put that on the record. Right. Uh, that's what Mike McCary does up in Pennsylvania. That's it, man. Like, I, I, why he's would so good too. It? Yeah. I, I, I don't you know. And that's, you know, that's the thing about it. And this is the thing that I've said over and over and over again, and something in the last bunch of years, three, four, five years, I've really tried to do a better job is, is like, man, look, I spend all of my time spending thinking about developing players. Like, I don't think about anything yeah. else. Like, I and that's why I like to do this. Like, I don't wear all the hats. Like, I don't, I don't mow the field. Like, I did those things. I was a high school coach for five years. Yeah, so you, you got to open the concession stand. <laughs> you got to mow the field. You yeah. got to do the line. You got to run. You got to do the fun rate. You got to do all those things. And you don't have as much time to devote your mind to developing players. And so, I've tried to connect with more and more coaches because that's all I think about. And I try to be an open book. I try to be an open resource and I try to do honest work that I can share through the technology. It's like, Hey, this is what we tried. This is how we validated it. This is why it worked. You know, give it a try for you, you know? And like you said, a lot of what your eyes have seen, a lot of it is right. 
right yeah you know in the moment yeah. but but it's good to, to know like you're seeing the same thing and you validated it with x y and z computers and technologies and whatever sure. yeah. to know that like hey that's that's a that's a truth in in the world of development like we're not just again setting the ball on the tee and be like oh that looks really good man <laughs> you're gonna hit third in my lineup it's like that's that that may sell lessons but like that's not honest work in my in my that's view yep. like i just try to do honest work like i try to do honest work i try to be open about it i try to show as many people as i can as i come across you know and and so as far as high school coaches or high school coaches that watch that you know use resources like you around you to but i think you got to i don't know how you've gone about this i guess you just kind of know who who who's got it together and who can show your work and who doesn't you know because there are a lot of guys that are good at selling their work that's and it's right. like man you are you are i don't know about you yeah uh, you're probably right i mean I, I i maybe if i sat down with a you know a pad of paper and started listing things that i look for you know truths and and truisms that that i know to be right. true. yeah i mean sometimes i just hear things that are that don't fit with what i do Right. Like I, I, right. I, I do not, not that I'm trying to fit myself into everybody, all my, especially my kids. Right. If I've got a kid, right. I've got to, I've got to become what that kid needs. I, I, I know right. that, but um, you know, I, I don't dig my heels in and say, Hey, we got to do this because that's how I did it. Right. And, um, you know, every, everybody's a, a, a different page, a different story. Everybody's got different, different backgrounds and we apply things different ways. Um, I was for 24 years a wrestling coach down here um, in in Florida. Um, that was actually my first head coaching job was as a wrestling coach. So, uh, you know, mental toughness is a, a big side of it for me. So yeah. I probably run my guys a little bit more than, you know, so, than, than the trainers would tell you I need to optimally. Right. Um, but I, I'm doing it for other – I'm not always doing it for the baseball specific sure. training right i'm, I'm right. training them to be yep. a little bit mentally tougher when i put them on the mound right and, and those sort of things and i go back to my own career as an athlete I, I played football and then i wrestled and i i played baseball i'm in florida for 12 months right baseball always was going yep. on so yeah when i think back to it I, I don't know you know in in football bench press is a good thing right in baseball bench yep. press in somebody's mind may be a bad thing but I'm the same guy. I play different sports, right? And sometimes at the same time. So um, in, anyway, I, I, I say all that to just say that that's probably why I'm willing to, uh, what's the word, cornucopia the thing and, and grab from different yep. different places sure. and bring it together. And man, if it works for my guys, I'll do it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No. Um, let's see. You said something. The running part, you said about running. You know, I think that it's just a matter of time management, you know, how you prioritize your hierarchy of time. It's not like we're over. It's not like we're spending 15% of our time running polls here. You know, I know you and I know what you're doing with your pitchers. Like I know that you block off periods of time where we're developing velocity and we block off periods of time where we're designing pitches and we block off periods of time, you know, and, and I know that you're prioritizing your time. And that's always what I go back to. It's like bunting. It's like, I'm not, I, I understand the role of bunting in a game. Like I got it. Like I know sometimes you have to do it, but what, what bothers me is just the overuse of time yeah. in, in practice. That, that, that I agree with. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like this is a small chunk of the game. And if you can blend it into practice and not take away from the real nuts and the bolts of, of development, which is, on the pitching side, throwing the ball hard, executing pitches. We're always trying to do that better. And then if we've got time built into this to where we run with it, then we're not right. we're not wasting time. You know, That's there's right. so much time wasted in a practice at all levels. And so that's one thing I've been talking to a lot of people about is just time management. Like how to because because you know this, you've been around this long enough. And I told a high school coach this the other day, I said, you know this. Kids today aren't like kids even 10 years ago. No like, kidding. you don't have them for three and a half hours. 
Like you don't. Like you can't have marathon practice anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they'll quit and go do something else because there's a lot else to do. Yeah. Twenty five years ago or twenty years ago, when I played high, played high school baseball, you you, you couldn't quit because there wasn't really anything else to do. Like all your buddies were out there, <laughs> they weren't going to quit either because they didn't have anything else to do. Right. And so you just kind of did what the coach said, which uh, if you're going to practice four hours a day, you practice four hours a day. That's what we're doing, yeah. Like, but now, you know, I told him, you got two hours, man. You better make the most of it. Like, you better pack in what you can pack in during that time, yeah. and which is, you know, from a development standpoint, make the most of what your pitchers can do, make the most of what your hitters yeah. can do, you know, especially now for in Virginia, they're in the, they're not doing a whole lot in the summer. It's like, I mean, it's bat speed season. Let's, yeah. let's go. Like, sure. devote all your time to that. Like, nothing yeah. else. You know, we'll, we'll figure out how to develop barrel skills and barrel awareness. It's not like it's yeah. an either-or proposition either, you know. Right. And no, so you can that, do both. Yeah, that's, that's what yes, yeah, that's what you get. That, um, And I, th- I think anybody who has to apply it, whether that from a, from, is from a coaching standpoint or a development standpoint, has to come to that conclusion that it's not an all – or nothing, but that doesn't play out on Twitter. You know, on Twitter, no. on Twitter, we're you know we're we're putting out our camp, and you can never do this. Right. Um, you know, I've seen guys post the never bunt thing. Who I've played them, and they've bunted. You, um, for they sure. Down on it. So the for next sure. time they do it, I'm going to tell them, hey, you can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. You retweeted that never bunt tweet. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Like that's, and, yeah. and to me, it's you know, it's like. It's like the overfocus on command. It's like command isn't everything. Like <laughs> if you nice. don't throw the ball hard enough, it's not going to matter. N- nothing. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to you got to throw the ball hard enough, and then let's try to let's try to figure out what's going to play the best for you, and and then let's pitch to your strengths. You know, that was always. I got to be the head coach for two years, so I called pitches for a couple of years, and you know, learning to call pitches quick, you have to do it quickly. Uh, I, you can't fit all the pitchers in the same box. You can't have the same ideas yeah. with all the pitchers. Like you got to do what they do well. You know, yeah. we had we we had different pitch call sheets for different guys, and you know, this guy's not going to do what this guy does. And, you know, you kind of yeah. I got you, I, you know in about the third game, me calling pitches from the dugout for the first time in my life. I just realized, like, just watch the swings, like just That's watch it. the hitter swing. Man. Like it'll tell you kind of what you need to do, and hopefully it fits into what this guy's going to do. But you know, off yeah. pitchers kind of have something that can play off hitters' swings. You know, whether yeah. it be that but we had one guy through this big sweep and breaking ball, he didn't throw real hard. We had a left hander that threw the ball middle end well. So we pitched and shifted to that. Like we were shifting way before shifting was cool. Right. Like we just pitched and shifted to that and played defense that way. If we gave up hits, we gave up hits. Yeah. But like. It came to a point in the season that year, and I've told this story before, I just saw enough balls roll through the six hole. Like, we're going to put our shortstop take in the six hole. Take that away. Let's take – if we can eliminate I, that one. We can, we can lose yep. any other way in the world, but we're not going <laughs> to ro- lose with these teams just rolling over balls and rolling it through the six yeah. hole. Like, we're going to push the third baseman over there, we're going to slide the shortstop over, and, and we're going to cut all the balls off that would go in the six hole. I love it. As a so pitcher, that's what we I did. appreciate that greatly. <laughs> yeah, that's what we did. You know, Mark Spencer, you know, Mark. Yeah. You know, I go back and forth about shifting all the time. It's like, he's a big, he's a big offside outfielder guy. Like get mm-hmm. your offside outfielder there and make them earn hits right. the other way. Yeah. And I, we did that. Like we were doing that in 2011. We were making players earn hits, just make them earn it the other way. Yep. That's anyway, and, and that's good. To, to, to kind of take a, uh, to go back to something you said there, um, the, just the way our dynamic, works here at, at Bishop Snyder. Our, our head coach, Zach Osbeck, he was a middle infielder. Um, played that on a great high school program. He was a captain at JU. Um, just a, a, a great ball player. But he views the game differently than, than the pitching guy does, right? Right. So he actually calls our pitches. Um, and we started that a dozen years ago. I told him, I said, and it was like one pitch that he called differently because I'm looking at it from the perspective of a pitcher where he's looking at it from the perspective of a hitter. So where you said, you know, you, you came to the conclusion, Hey, I need to look at his swing. What Zach does is that, and then he'll turn back and he'll, he'll use me as his reference. Like which way is that? Which way does his, you know, what, what direction is his breaker moving? 
is this a slider right. or is it more 12? Like he's trying to set up a pitch and, and I'm able to give him that feedback from what I do. And so we're able to just, you know, we're able to mesh very quickly. Um, we, we've done it long enough together. We can finish each other's sentences too. So we, we sure. got the benefit of that. Um, but we, as a, and as a pitching guy, maybe that, maybe that is another example that it's not about my ego. You know, it's not me versus a facility guy or me versus no. a travel guy. It's, it's all of us for this kid. And really the only time I get off board is when somebody's not for that kid anymore. If somebody's not for right. that kid, then right. I'm not going to be on your team. But if we're all really working to help this kid, man, I'm, I'm going to jump right in there and work with everybody. Right. And, and since day one, I got into coaching and I still remain to, to 15 years later, we're going to serve the best interest of the player. For the right reason. I yep. got on this side of it, not because I want to – I think a lot of people get on this side because they think they're going to make a lot of money. I got on this <laughs> side of it, so I didn't have – no one was going to tell me what I could or couldn't do. No one. Like, no, yeah. I wasn't going to have to deal with administrators. I wasn't going to have to deal – you have to deal with parents. I, you're always going to have to do that, but, like, Parents weren't going to run and make any – like, if you don't want to train with us or you don't want to try our stuff, then just don't come to us. Like, that's fine. And so that's that's why I do this. It gives me greater – it gives me not power, but it gives me greater control over the, the direction we're going to go and the decisions we're going to make. That was kind of one of the questions. I, I don't write notes down. I wrote two things down for this, and then we just go with it. The second thing I wrote down, and this is this is something that – I'm well into today, but using technology to inform decisions and directions. Do you, um, do you guys use any technology? Do you guys have any technology? You guys have rap soto or sensor? We don't, or we don't have a rap whatever. Soto. Um, we, I've gotten to the point that I've probably said the word rap soto enough times that Zach has banned that word from, from our vocabulary. Like, you know, yeah. um, and I, I, of course I'm only joking, but no, we, we don't have that. I went out, um, you, you know, sort of my history of, of, um, you know, just redneck technology, I guess. Sure. Um, I, I took a couple of baseballs, um, and I colored half of them with the Sharpie marker. I mean, they sell yep. some now this was, you know, a, a 10 years ago or so, but I colored them in, in both directions. I figured one would, you know, keep the, the dark side on the right and the white side on the left for a two seam guy. And then I colored one in the opposite direction for a four seam, you know, so we can see both of those. So uh, I started with that. We've progressed into um, some of the diamond kinetic stuff. Yep. Um, I think that was my father's day present two or three years ago was a ball. Um, so right. I you know, got all of that data that just popped. Caleb used the DK sensor too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've got the, the several kids have different bat sensors. Yeah. Um, and I tell them, listen, I've got an account. If you get one that, that I use, we'll just add you to, you know, yep. what I've got. So I can, I can look at it and we can see. And then I use that just to say, if I, whether I see a good or a bad, I typically just do this. And may, maybe you can tell me if this is something you do too. I, like, I don't say, Ooh, that was a bad one. I'll ask the kid, how'd that feel? Or, or, or how was that? Or, or I'll wait until the kid kind of grimaces or shakes his head and I'll go, Hey, okay. Uh, because now I've got a connection, right? I've got an anchor right. hold that I can grab onto and I can say what felt different that ah, I felt like I kind of got away. My hands got away from my right. body more. And some, I mean, once in a while I'll say, well, that's funny because your bat was quicker, whatever you did. So I don't know, maybe you're yeah. toughing yourself. Maybe let's try and work on some of those areas. So right. that, that's you know, one of the thing, one of the early things and and you probably yourself with your son, one of the early things that that struck me when I was I was looking at bat sensor data daily. Like we put it on there, we had the live view every day, is like and he took a pretty he took a good swing. I mean that swing checks all the boxes. Right. Just mishit it. You know, and, and I think giving the player that information, it's like, man, you just mishit it. Yeah. You, you know, a little early, a little late. You know, I, I see this one all the time. I see that you see this one all the time on Twitter. If I tell my if I tell my guys to rotate fast, they pull off the ball. And all they're all they're explaining is the guy rolled over. Maybe he mm -hmm. was early because he swung faster. Maybe he was early. You know, maybe he 
in rotating faster, his bat speed went up three miles an hour, and he just couldn't account for it, like yeah. in that swing, you know. And so, it's those little bits of things that technology allows you to see that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Like mm-hmm. you, just simple stuff. Like, does the player does the player's bat speed good? Does it? Ex- I mean, those are always the boxes that I go to. You know, yeah. you know how I ro- operate. Does the players is his bat speed good? Does it arrive on plane a lot? does it accelerate well and if yeah. it doesn't do any of those three things why not and again the role of video videos technology you can use yeah. video i like two angle i like to see two angle video i don't like to see the singular you know the traditional view of just looking at them like i like to get behind them because you know there's things behind them that that you see that you don't see from the front and so the use of video i mean phones are so good today you know like you're ball that you said you can basically you can't get edutronic release footage but you can get slow motion footage that's good enough yeah yeah do you still have two phones you use one to film with oh yeah you did when you came down here i've got the same i still got the samsung thousand frames per second phone it's improved like the software the software inside that phone has gotten better over the years and so it's so much easier to use now even then like you can, it's, it's great. It's great. I still, I still use that same, I still have that same Samsung phone. Like I, I don't need another one. I just need that one that does yeah. a thousand frame per second. You know, right. I have one that phone only for that camera because the Apple phone doesn't have, it doesn't have that. I mean, it's got a good slow motion, but it's not that good. Gotcha. Um, application of technology, right? Just, just to kind of put a bow yep. on that part of it. But there are several things that, again, as an old high school coach on this side of it, always been on this side of it, um, several things that I, that I see beneficial in it. Number one, if I hold a radar gun up, all of a sudden the kid's got a target. Um, I, we've got a group of middle school kids that we're training right now. We've done pull-down days one time, and it's, it, we're due to do them again this week. Every day they come out, they ask, can we, can we get on the gun today? Can we get on the gun today? Sure. Um, and so, I mean, just, just competitiveness, right? Like you yeah. want to be the number. So even from that perspective, I love it, right? I, I want there to be a number. I want there to be something that you're competing against um, because it draws it out of it. And then on the swinging side, like talking about my, Kale, my son, he, he's a, he's a perfectionist, like a lot of athletes are, right? A lot of people who have he's that, that drive. He's and young so, too, so he doesn't have the perspective of like it's not. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's but, not and, worth the brain power to, to be that way. Exactly. And so sometimes <laughs> it 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 helps me free him up to say, there wasn't nothing wrong with that swing. That no. swing was really good. You just missed the center of the ball, right? Just missed the and ball. Then, and then going back to time management, right? There are times where I have to remind him, hey, right now we're just building the engine, right? We haven't yeah. put it in the car yet. We'll go put it in the car. We've got those, you know, driveline bats that right. here at the school, and we've got yeah. the ones that we've created with lead tape and yeah. all of the fun Making things it happen. Back, back home. Uh, got the long fungo that we've turned into, yeah. a, you know, 37. Anyway, um, you know, we, we, now, now we're working on barrel control, and then we'll come up here and get on a – you know, our, our pitching machine. And now we're working on hitting velocity and then we're going to go out. So it's about managing the different parts of it. Right. But if I only focus on one end of it, I'm not like, it could be a showroom looking car on the outside and have, you know, an engine that doesn't even work on the inside. Right. Right. um, I I, I think that's been the, the biggest thing that I've learned in the last couple of years. It is, I guess what you said, I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but but the time management of putting it into for my pitchers, you know, arm care yep. development, told that same kid that I told you had the eureka moment this morning. I told him three times today. Now, when you step on that mound, I don't need you thinking about nope. where I sky. I got to compete and throw strikes. No, nope. but I. But right now, we're building the ability to throw quality right. strikes, and so it's that you know. And I think you see me tag around with Caleb Abney. Uh, my boy Nick Askew that worked that that was on a lot of the roundtables last year that got hired at Georgia Tech. Yeah, a lot of these ecological dynamics, constraint led approach guys. For me, that framework combined with technology, and I talk about this 
sometimes on Twitter and I talk about it, it just lends itself to free you up because you talk about time management, but you don't talk, talk about brain power and economy. Like if I spend my time doing X, then I'm not spending my time doing Y. You know, if I'm thinking about X, then I'm not thinking about why. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm thinking about my scat, then I'm not in my competitor's mindset. We talk yeah, about being right. the competitor's mindset all the time, which is just focus on the task and execute the task in front of you and move on quickly. Like move on. Like, you know, I think, especially on my end, and this happens in high school too, but people pay for guys like me to come in. And it's like every swing, we're going to spend five minutes critiquing the swing. I, I typed a tweet there. I type tweets and then I, 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 I save them into my drafts and I don't send them. One of the tweets that I've got, I think saved in my, in my Twitter that I, that I haven't seen is when I, I use my, I'm using my own kids as an example now because I can talk about them and show their videos and I don't feel bad about it. But like when they pick their foot up, I say nothing after the swing is over. I say nothing. We move on to the next one. You know, we might talk about some posture and some setup and, and, and maybe, but once their foot comes up in the position you're in, when your foot comes up, I'm not saying anything, nothing, go hit it, focus on hitting it, phone all your attention to hitting. And so it's always about that economy of time and thought Mm -hmm. and, and all these things. It's like, if you're doing X, then you're not doing Y. If you're practicing bunting for 30 minutes, then you're not developing bat speed. Right. And so which one is going to pay more dividend? And in, in, yep. when the, when the, when a guy steps on the mound and he's bearing down on you, it's probably better if you put together a team slugging percentage of 500 than it is that you have an exceptional one through nine bunting lineup. Now, That's is right. bunting going to pay off for you at some time? Sure. No doubt about yeah. it. No question. There have been many games, one, where a guy goes up, lays a bunt down, gets a guy over, gets a guy in. No doubt about that. Like, I'm not doubting that. That doesn't mean that it's statistically a good play. But, again, it's all the feel and, and mo- motion and movement mm-hmm. of the game. Like, I Go get all that. Like, I understand. Like, I coached in the dugout. Like, I'm not just a guy that's driving a Corvette because I got a <laughs> private facility. Like, yeah. like I, don't, I drive a Chevy Cruze, and when this one <laughs> blows, I, I blew one up. I went drove it to the dealership and just got another one. Because all my money goes to tools and hit tracks and rap soto, and I'm, I like run one of the worst businesses in the country because it's just any money I have, I just buy stuff with it, like yeah. 4D motion and hack motion and diamond picks. But but again, guy like you, back to the technology question, guy like mm-hmm. you who maybe doesn't have those tools, piggybacking on a guy like me who does have those tools to say, he's probably tried some things that I have tried because. He's probably measured some things that I haven't measured. Yep. You know, and I and reach like, out to you. I, I mean, for you, sure. You, I, I, hopefully, I don't get on your nerves, but no. I, I, I don't. One hundred percent. Questions. I, I mean, I, and that's kind of how I've built relationships on Twitter is just asking guys just just questions. And what I have found is that is that great coaches, and and I would put you in that category. Great coaches don't mind sharing what they know. Um, no, you know, it's not all intellectual not all. property, right? And we get better as we talk about it. Like I've got, I've got things in mind already that I want to do with my guys tomorrow and the, the other group right. tomorrow, night, just based off what we're talking about. Like I'm like, uh, I hadn't slowed down to think about it enough, right. and now I've got a different plan. So I think that's important when we talk about social media as well as using it to reach out to people and for sure. Because guys, don't, sure. they I mean, great guys aren't going to shy away from talking. No, to yeah. no. And, and I said a long time ago that part of my Twitter presence was going to be to illuminate great guys. That's why I just block people who say stupid stuff. Like, I don't, I'm not here to do this. Like, what I'm here to do is connect with guys like you, yeah. share what we're doing if you like it you like it if you don't you don't and then illuminate guys like caleb abney like yeah. uh kyle harris like you know all these guys like casey fisk you know oh, yeah. or players too you know use my use my presence to to help players you know showcase network you know whatever you know I, i've i've told our guy we've got this crop of young players in our building that it's the first crop of young players I have ever had doing this that have stayed 
the whole time since they were like 10. And they're all getting to be freshmen, sophomores now. Awesome. They're hitting the ball 100 miles an hour. And they've just kind of done the whole time. And so now I'm kind of teaching them how to use Twitter as a networking tool. Like, I, no one no one cares what you think about X, Y, or Z. So don't worry about, like, putting your thoughts out there. Like, nobody cares. Just, like, yeah. network, showcase your games and your tools and what you've done and what you're doing. And, you know, the right people will you'll come across and then – you'll develop a relationship with a college coach and that's probably where you'll play. Like it's, right. it's like their first experience with a job interview. You know, you see caught like the guy, the self-promotion tweet yeah. that got, that caught on fire. Yeah. You know, everybody started saying, well, I got hired a guy off Twitter, you know, and, right. and Kyle, Kyle Bodie says that like, yeah. Kyle says, you know, we hired several guys just off their Twitter account, you know, what they do. And that's kind of what I told Nick last, last spring. It's like, man, you got you got to like showcase your just showcase you. Don't you don't have to be braggy about it. You don't have to right. be arrogant about. It. Just put your stuff out there. You don't have to go knock other people's. You know, for like that, this this is a, this, is a, this, right. a, this is a this is a term that I Gary Vaynerchuk is one of my favorite terms. I explained this to my daughter this weekend because she really struggles at it. You don't have to build the biggest building in town by knocking everybody else's building down. Just build the biggest yep. building by building the biggest building. Like everybody else's building can be big too. You just build the biggest one. Like, and so you don't have to yeah. do that on Twitter. Like you don't have to knock everybody's building down so that your building is the biggest. Like you can just showcase you and build the biggest building. Great. If you don't. hundred percent agree. Just keep 100%. working. Yep. Just I learned that from, I learned that from coaches, you know, uh, over the years, looking back, it's just, that's just who I, that's how I, that's how I live. Like I don't, I'm not going to attack somebody else to try to make myself. No. Look good. Again, I mean, that, it's a matter of time. If I'm spending yeah. my time doing this, then I'm not spending my time for you know bettering my yeah. craft, developing that, that, that's, relationships. That's exactly like, right. like it's just yeah. a time thing. This whole thing is just a time thing. It's like if you're doing this, then you're not doing this. Like, my again, if I spend 45 minutes of my practice hitting balls off the tee, which I, which I am not. Again, I get it. It's a time management thing. If you got two hours, yeah. spend 10 yeah. minutes on the tee. But if you got 45 minutes to make the most of it, you maybe want to throw the tee out and, and get the ball moving a little bit to right. make, you know, nice. to make the thing, to make the task relative to, to what they might see in a game. If you got you plenty go. of time, there's a great yeah. quote. I'm, I'm going to write this time blog at some point. I don't know when it'll be, maybe this year, maybe next year, but, but there's a great quote. Um, shoot. I lost my, hang on. We're talking about time management. Mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss's book, Four Hour Chef. He writes the Four Hour Chef. He takes some skill that he has no idea about and he wants to become very proficient at it. And one of the quotes in the book is oftentimes the highest achievers have the benefit of, of having unlimited time. And big leaguers, they only not only have unlimited time because that's what they do for a living, they also have these, these proprioceptive computers that are wildly more advanced than yours. Their speed is power skill is off the charts and yours is not. So they can kind of do whatever because they can come overcome it because they have plenty of time and you don't, you know, so focusing on the things in the amount of time and space you have focus on the most important things. And oftentimes just taking some loose 45 minutes worth of loose swings off the tee. It's just not, just not it. Now I get sometimes you have to do it. You know, I think, when, when you were training, when I was riding your training and you and Caleb were hitting in the garage, you were just flipping balls to him. Mm-hmm. That's better than just sit predetermining the spot. He's still got to hit it out of space, you know, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. He didn't, he didn't want the tee at all, by the way. No, he, no. And again, <laughs> if that makes you comfortable, spend a little bit of time on it and right. move on to something that's more beneficial. Yeah. This was off the technology question. and You kind of touched on it. Tools and equipment, you, you touched on pull down. So you're obviously – Driveline plyos, you're obviously, you know, are what is what is some of the tools you got there that that you try to to try to use to help players, you know, better themselves, discover themselves, whatever it is. We spend, um, I guess it's probably upwards of an hour um, at the beginning of our practice on on taking care of our arms, yep. um, and it's something that I mean uh, that. 
I, I could go I could go longer than that, but I understand at some point we I'm yeah. talking in season <laughs> practice now. Yeah. But but our, our head coach is so committed to, to what we're doing um that that we get that um we get that leeway. Now there are guys that don't spend as much time as my pitchers getting ready. Um and so those guys will get out and he'll be able to work base running stuff with those guys or maybe you know, that this guy um, needs some special, he'll kind of work specialty type stuff during that time. But when our guys come out and we, we get done with our active stretching, uh, they immediately go into our facility and we're blessed with a great one. And it's actually attached to the back of our dugout. There's a doorway that you walk through from the actual dugout and you're directly into a covered facility. Um, and on that entire back wall of the dugout is a plyo wall for us. Uh, so we've got mats and stations. We've got hooks all over the wall. So they go in and we do our J-bands right off the bat. They've got an entire routine that they do. Um, uh, you throw with lots of intent, by the way. Um, Y-T-W-L-I. Those are the letters, right? Yep. It's like we've, we've come up with acronyms to talk right. about some of the things. I got that from you when you were down here, right? Doing the different letters. And we talk right. about why we do. So we, we spend time on our bands. We do the the driveline wrist weights, um, which that was one that kind of had me like, I don't know about those weights, but man, I, I saw actually saw a tweet from driveline this morning that talks about it being for the lower part of your arm and some of the connectors from the elbows. And so yep. I, I've never had a kid complain like, coach, this is this isn't doing anything or this is hurting me. So I've kind of just stepped back yep. and observed and just cleaned up the exercises they're doing. So we'll go through and we'll do wrist weights, which I've got one set of actual driveline wrist weights. I've got two other sets that I bought from a flea market that, you know, yep. were the ones that you would put around For your sure. ankle and sure. back yep. in the eighties or whatever. So yep. uh, we use those and I've got one set that's a little bit lighter for, for some guys. So, yep. I, you know, I, so things that we've kind of put together and thrown together. So we go through, we do our wrist weight series. We then, um, you've probably never heard of this thing, very obscure. It's called a spinner. We go through yeah. and we do our spinner yeah. routine. Um, yeah, they've got, I built they've got, a few of those. They've got the entire routine <laughs> that we do on the, the spinner. And so all of our guys do a spinner. This is every single day. And then we get into um, plyo throws. Right now, there it's more prescribed than it is during in season. Once I get in season, you know, I've got a guy who plays third base for me and he's going to start yeah. on Tuesday and then um, he's going to go back and play third. Ba- so he's not going to be in the same pattern as my shortstop who I'm going to bring in to try to close the game out. Right. Or my catcher right. is going to take the gear off and, and go in. So in season, it's a lot more juggling for me, but right now, you know, we've got our, our set plyo deal today. We did all of our plyo throws and we did them one with a heavier ball and one with a lighter ball. So I'm able to talk to him. Hey, we're working yep. power and feel. Now I want you to feel that power and feel on these throws as you're using speed and to watch them try to adjust for those two things was great, right? Their body's trying to get in sync with the, the different weights. So we've got various plyo balls. Um, We've got all the weights. We um, they've lasted about three years. We're just now we're blue ones. So, I mean, they're, 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 uh, it's a great product. We take, we take really good care of them. We've got weighted balls. So once we finish our plyo throws, we'll go out and we do easy weighted throws. And I'm always reminding our guys that the purpose of that weight in your hand for me is that you can feel that path and it's to yep. take the strain off of your arm. Please don't try to throw this thing. Yep. Don't try to throw a bowling, but don't, don't do the Eric Sims thing and try to throw a, a, you yeah. know, a dumbbell. <laughs> I don't want you doing that on a day. Sure. No. This is to, to make, and so they bought into that. Um, and so, you know, from 50 to 90 feet, we're doing some of those same rocker drills and things. And again, um, they put, this is Florida. They play a lot. Oh, like they play the a lot, all you the know, time. and so our guys, so the arm care stuff, the arm care stuff and the workload management right. is you have to, you yeah, have to, I remember I was down there, you know, one of the things that I think that, that, uh, Josh and the guys that were there, See, we don't really have our guys in defined blocks where we can velocity field. But again, if, if that's you and you're a coach, just prioritizing arm care, mm-hmm. you know, especially at a place like Florida where they play all the time, you can play 12 months out of the year. You know, the weather is phenomenal. And so, 
again, we, yeah, we you do. have to do that. If you're going to do it right, you have to do that. You got to be committed to it, right? So uh, yeah. weighted balls, uh, long toss. We long toss every day. Um, our guys that are going to come back in and throw flat grounds come back in and throw flat grounds. Of course, we've got recovery at the end of it. But I'll, I'll give you an example of what you were just saying. Um, Aiden, Aiden King, the kid that I told you led the, the state of Florida in strikeouts. Yep. You lead the state of Florida in anything, you're pretty good. You're pretty um, good. Aiden, good. Well, when we started last fall, so he's coming in as a ninth grader. When we started, Aiden was 79 to 81. Kid really knows how to pitch. He's an advanced controller of the baseball, right? Controls his fastball right. uh, enough that he can pitch. He could probably be a one-pitch guy just with even 79 to 81. He threw for us around 40 innings. This summer, um, he gave me an update. He's thrown about 33. So let's say he's thrown 80-ish innings right now over the course of this calendar year. My, the number in my head's around 100. I'd like to keep you under 100. He's just yeah. turned 15 years old, so I'm probably a little more conservative with him. But over the course of throwing that many innings, 80 innings, he went from 79-81 to he threw a bullpen for me last week before he went and threw that no-hitter up, uh, up at the perfect game event. He was 84-85. So not, not only – has he pitched that many innings? He's actually getting stronger, and he's getting yep. better. He's not getting tired. And I think, yeah, and, you know, I, I see this too. I see this too because we have a handful of softball players, my 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 daughter, one of them. Just increasing your overall throwing fitness uh, level and strength 100%. and health with those things will increase your velocity. You know, whatever your thought is on pull-downs, you know, we can't really we can't really reason that a pull down and a long toss is a max distance long toss is the same thing. But yeah, right. Pull down but our way whatever back your position is on those things, if you just have a plan, a, a, an arm care plan, and you go from somebody that's not conditioned yeah. that great to very conditioned, your velocity's going to go up a couple miles an hour. I mean, we see it. We see it. You know, I get that. I get. I got. I've gotten that pushback a lot. On the baseball side, but on the softball side too. It's like I don't know. We don't know about these weighted balls. I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. fine. Let's just do the arm kit free, the pre throwing routine and the post throwing routine. And if you just hammer out those things all the time, your velocity will go up. Now uh, abs- there'll be a bit a lower ceiling, yeah. but like if you go from an unconditioned athlete to conditioned all of a sudden on just an arm care routine, your velocity will go up. Just like yeah. you said, just like that kid. You know, I don't know. I don't know that kid's story, but. Just saying what you said, my guess is to this point, maybe arm care routine, throwing fitness hasn't been a high priority for him. And that's not his fault or anyone's fault. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Now that it is, he's going from 79 to 81. Now he's 84, 85. And, you know, where he goes from there may require Mm -hmm. some more. That's right. You know, stress, risk reward, you know, some things, stress and adaptability. It's just a stress and adaptability thing. Weight yep. room is obviously one. You know, you see these stories of these guys that went from 75 to 91. And you look at them, and they're these these puny little things at 75. And now at 91, they look like, yep. you know, Ed Reed playing safety at Miami. It's like, well, I wonder what happened. Exactly. You know? That's exactly you know? right. Yep. You went from this guy who – And lifting weights. <laughs> let me ask you a question. I, I meant to ask you this before. When you, you say – Caleb is he's eating 3500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. How'd you make that determination? Did you did did you did you Fitbit or did you just pull that number yeah, and say this I is did, what we're going to do? I didn't I didn't we're blessed with a strength and conditioning guy James yeah. He does ground force jacks here. Um he he actually works with us. He's our soccer coach here. Yeah. I, I hate that part of him, but <laughs> I just Yeah, for sure. Cross um, country with the ball. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so he 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 actually, you know, ballparked it because he's so good at what he yeah. does. He said, I bet you need this. And you're going to have to, you know, probably build in 500 calories for what you're naturally just going to float throughout the day and this sort of. Yeah. And then he went and he plugged it into whatever the computer system is that he's got. And he came back and he said, I was exactly right. You've got to be around this number of yeah. calories. Um, and then that's why I say people, you're not going to measure your calorie burn. Like you're not going to buy a Fitbit or get a wearable and like yeah. try to understand how many you, you burn. Right. Then you're going to need to ballpark it and measure if you're gaining weight or not. Because if you ballpark it at 3,500 calories and you're not putting on weight, you 
probably need 4,000 calories. Yeah, there's like, something missing. Like you yeah. can do it. You can do it like that. Um, yeah. That conversation took place in the weight, you know, in the weight room that morning. Go ahead. Um, that, that conversation took place in the weight room, I was just going to say. And so it gave me an opportunity the way that I related it to the other guys, because as Kale, who's now, you know, our, our senior shortstop, right? So yep. all of the young guys are, are looking like, oh, what are they talking about? I was able to say now, calories doesn't mean like what I want to eat, right? Like, like we're talking about leaded gas versus premium fuel. Right. And so we were able to talk about some of the things. I think, I think I mentioned like a couple of days ago, Kale had three chicken Parmesan sandwiches over the course of the yeah. day. Um, you know, right. So, so good stuff versus just wasted calories is how we used to refer to yeah, it. Yeah. Like um, sugary yeah, coke, that, that, candy crap. What you're burning um, is part of it. Yep. I hurt. I fell off a ladder. This is this is the this is my reasoning for this. I fell off a ladder in November, and like just annihilated my knee. Like mm. just crushed my knee. I think I tore everything in my knee. I didn't go to the doctor because I didn't have time. Didn't want to fool with COVID testing. Yada yada yada. In about April, randomly one morning, I have never put on weight in my life. I've been 215 pounds my entire. I was 225 when I played because I was lean muscle mass, lifting a lot, yada, yada, yada. My normal person weight has been 215 since I got done playing. I wander in the bathroom one day, step on life scale. I'm like 235. I was on crutches for eight weeks, wasn't throwing BP. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what happened here? So, I, for the first time in my life, I got to lose some weight. Like, I got to, like, actively try to lose weight. And I have never done this before. And so I went, (laughs) yeah, like I have never done this. And so first thing I did being the mind that I am, I went and bought a Fitbit. Like I got to figure out how many calories I'm burning in a day, because then I have to be consciously aware of how many calories I'm intaking. So I'm kind of like reading menus now with calorie count on them. It's like, ah, what have I burned today? Like, this is a day-to-day thing. I'm like 2,800 calories today and I've eaten 15, 1700 calories a day. I got to stay below 900 in this meal or I'm going to, I'm going to go over what I've burned today, you know, because daily you may burn more. Like if Caleb sits around and, you know, he goes fishing or paddleboard, he may, he may burn more. So he may have to intake more that day. But anyway, to the story, I ended up losing the weight back, but like, that's that. The first thing I did was like, all right, what are the, what are the important things that I need to know and measure? And then, like, how do I go about fitting into those measurements and, and tracking the progress? You know, I wanted to lose weight. I want to throw the ball harder. Okay. What, right is, what, is the, what are the measurement things I need to do? What does the plan look like I need to follow? And then how do I remeasure to see if it's working? If it's not working, then what do I, where do I need to adjust what I'm doing? That was my weight loss. That's kind of how I go about everything. It's like, right. what, what can I measure and know? What okay, back we know that ball exit speed is one of the most important batted ball factors on there is. You know, I want to hit it hard. Look at every run <laughs> scoring metric that is out there. Number one correlation to all of it is the ability to hit the ball hard. The ability to hit the ball hard and up is better, but whether you do or don't believe it, just hit the ball hard somewhere. Like hit it hard. Hundred miles an hour in the six hole plays way better than seventy eight miles an hour in the six hole yeah. over time. Okay, we know that. What are the pieces of that? Bad speed. Okay, how do I measure that? Maybe they make a blast sensor or a diamond connect sensor. Okay, well, how do we train that? Okay, then let's remeasure. Did we get better? If we didn't get better, why didn't we get better? Like, what are the pieces that we need to go down? You know, instead of taking this this set in stone mindset, it's like, this is what you got to do. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. It's, It's way more complicated than that. Yep, I'm gonna and and I'm of the mindset like you. I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna do whatever. I ha- if my goal is to lose weight, I'm gonna do what I have to do to lose weight. If my right. goal is to you know help a kid get better with his vol- throwing velocity, I'm gonna do what I have to do. Right. Whether it's something I did back in the '80s myself or not, that doesn't matter to me. Right. And doesn't some matter. Of that stuff was great, and I know why some of that stuff was great now that I can see behind the curtain, thanks to technology. Right. But I'm not going to not peek behind the curtain because I couldn't find right. it 50 years right. ago. Right, and it is so helpful. You it know, is. Just think no about doubt. something. Think about losing weight. So it takes take take all the baseball stuff out of it. Think about losing weight 25, 30 years ago. 
you didn't know how many calories you burned. You couldn't adjust on the fly, you know, or if you're trying to gain weight, it's the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. you may have put in a 5,000 calorie day today and you're going on 3,500 calories today. Right. It's right. like, because every day is different. You know, every day has its own living, breathing, you know, interactions. So the things that we can use, the tools that you can use to just manage that, you know, I don't, I was going to make this point. I have used, so I've been using the pulse sensors, driveline bought modus, the Mm -hmm. modus pulse sensors to monitor and manage workload. It's been really, it's been really an interesting, you talk about workload management in the guys that are playing third base and the guys that are playing pitching and the guy, how much should they throw? How much chronic stress do they have? Should they throw a lot today? Should they not throw a lot today? That sensor is, is fantastic. You know, it is fantastic. We we were talking about those the other day. Um, It's good. About the, about the pulse. And um, even with the track, even with driveline track, Um, our, our head coach, it was Saturday when we were up here, our head coach asked me, Zach asked me about that. Um, and basically asked, why haven't you asked me for that, for this stuff? And I basically yeah. said, I, I'm just afraid I, I don't know enough to use it. Right. And I used you as an example. I said, now a guy like this that knows what he's doing and, yep. and can use that to put all that data to get, that's, I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm still a Google spreadsheet guy. <laughs> that track, the track integration with the pulse, pulse modus sensor is unbelievable. It's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. I wish I was now, like Marty Smith and I could hire young guys to run it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But I mean, it, it, well, that's, that's one, that's probably, you know, in the, in the, again, you have to have the players that are going to take ownership in it. And not all of our players are like that. Yeah. I'm not, I can't because in what we do and using you, you you bring up track, track, track gives a guy like me the ability to, to specialize and tailor things. This is what you're going to do. 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 So it's, and again, one blanket plan is not, is better than no plan at all. Right. But I agree. And one blanket plan will work for a lot of players, but being able to to add and subtract and do mm-hmm. things and, and add things in ways that track gives you the ability to do, they also have to take ownership in, in putting their mo- their pulse modus sensor on because I can't, like, I can't make sure you got it on, man. Yeah. You know, I can't make sure it's connected to your phone. And so we have a handful of players that run it themselves. Like they come in, they put it on, you know, and maybe it's something that, you would look into for your high volume guys mm-hmm. that play mm-hmm. multiple positions that just we re, because your your guys that are pitching you have a pretty good handle on their workload with volume you may not know exactly what their stress is but if you got a radar gun and you're kind of checking plyo throws you're kind of right. checking the then you know you know yeah. they're stressed mm-hmm. they're not stressed but like for the players that have that workload volume that sensor and that integration that makes, is that, makes total that sense. ability is yeah. just really, really good to, to make sure that you're doing on a day again, plan and adjust and measure on a day to day basis. And yeah. technology just it's it's good. It's good. Yeah. All right, yeah. man. I think what's your energy? You energy drink guy? What's your energy drink of choice? Bang, is that your everyday or just peach mango every I'm not, day? I'm not every day, but when when I it, that that's my flavor. I'm a peach guy. You know, I'm down yeah. here. Peach milkshake at Chick Fil A is the goat. Amen. And the, and they the peach milkshake at Chick Fil A. Yeah, I almost stopped. They should never take it off the menu in Florida. I wish never. they wouldn't, but they do. They do, yeah. which I guess makes it more special when it's on there. But like, I'd buy it every day. Every time I went to Chick Fil A, I would get a peach milkshake. I do, and too. I do have in you, the summertime. Have you done this one yet, peach mango? I haven't done a review on that one. I okay. think I've had that. I, okay. I did a review today. You got to watch the review today. I, I'll check HT, it. I haven't seen them all, but they're. Each <laughs> team monster rehab today. Okay. I, I mean, Pete, you good. got my attention. It's good. I, that's the review for today. It's funny. We're, I'm talking to you about Peach because we did the Peach Tea Monster Rehab today. I don't know if you've ever had Monster Rehab. I have. It's like a tea drink, it's not carbonated or anything. It's, it's really fantastic. Anyway, 
You don't eat Chipotle, so we can't talk about that. Keesh. I, I I don't. It's it's probably too. Uh, I've told you it's probably too authentic for my undefined taste. I know. <laughs> I know. Taco Bell's right. time, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna come down there though, and we're gonna go get some some Chick Fil A bowl. We got the drive through. It's like Chipotle one of the only bowl. two in the state, and it's within you know walking distance of my house. And I, I don't. There you I go. I need thing. to get down there. My sister left Florida. Did you know that? I did not. My sister's at Tennessee now. They hmm. called her out of the blue at Florida and stole her away. And so the ball stole, stole her away from the Gators. I'm not happy about that. It's been a tough pill for me to swallow. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for her. Don't get me wrong. And I, the baseball team, I went to the Arkansas series oh, and man. the Super Regional in Knoxville, which was fantastic. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Was fantastic. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a rock concert. It was How great. College baseball should be. Yep. It was great. I mean, it was my, she said, so I was at Florida for 10 years and we never sold out a regional and we sold out this one in Knoxville in 24 hours. We're spoiled. Like, it, yeah, for sure. No question about that. Like I get the first hand account of that, like for sure. You win, you win too much. Yeah. <laughs> what a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. It was good catching up with you. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, always reach out whenever reach out whenever if i can't help you i'm pretty sure i know somebody who probably can yep. so and it's you, not you always keep me posting other guys up there because every time you like you said put other guys out there yeah I, cl- I, I click on their profile yeah i'm not going to amplify somebody's work that i don't believe in and All so the guys i amplify i believe in their work so man it's good talking to you i need to get down there i need to get down there Come on, we're going to Disney. We're going to Disney. We always go to Disney twice a year. We go to Disney in November, end of October, November, and we go for my son's birthday at the end of January. So we try to come to Florida in the wintertime. And so <laughs> we stay away from Disney. <laughs> well, we're right in the middle of it, man. I got a yeah. nine year old daughter and a seven year old son, and we are right in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Keep Thanks, doing buddy. your good work. Man, you too. I appreciate you. All right, dude. See you.